Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan at Thunder Jazz, and I'm here with a word from our sponsors, Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Just head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that is BLEAV50 in all capital letters, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunzinger, at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network, and I am joined by the one, the only, the underscore three cone. Connor, how are you doing, sir? Doing good. Um, we were talking before the podcast about how it is so dead right now in the NBA uh, cycle. There's always dead spots in like the offseason, but I don't know. This one, for some reason, uh, someone brought up the point the other day when I tweeted about it that it's because we had like such short off seasons the last couple of years that mm-hmm. this one just feels super dead. We keep getting uh, Shams and Woj tweeting about the same non-trade trades um, every single day, like new article dropping about the news with the Donovan Mitchell situation. And it's the same stuff like the Knicks and Jazz have talked, but nothing's happened. And like, it, it's just nothing new at this point. So it's the same stuff over and over again at this point. Um, yeah, it's been... Uh, it's been a fun time. I think we've got like 58 days till the season left. I tweet about the other day. Yeah. Um, 58 two d- days too many, man. Uh, so it's a bit many. of a struggle right now. But uh, other than that, you know, doing all right. How are you? Hey, I mean, you know, I, I can't play. Not too bad. You know, it's it's work. Uh, you know, Nova, a little under the weather, but, you know, he's pushing through. He's, he's fighting sleep. So if I have to, ex- you know, I almost said excavate. If I have to evacuate from the podcast for a second to make sure he's good, then um, you know that that'll be that. But yeah, I mean, other than that, man, I got a I got a big uh, fantasy football draft coming up this weekend. Very excited about. So yeah, good stuff, man. And you know, this is this is great for basketball podcast. But you know, like you said, man, it's we're in the doldrums of the off season. Uh, I was going to talk to you about Kevin Durant going to the Memphis Grizzlies potentially, but I remember in your tweet, it was like, I'm so like, I'm already over the Kevin Durant rumor. So we're not going to talk about that. I mean, we can do it real quick if you want to. I don't mind. Uh, because I do think out of all the options, if 
KD landed somewhere, like the Grizzlies would be one of the fun ones. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think, I mean, I believe like the tweet was like, oh, they, um, it was like, they don't want to include like Triple J or Desmond Bain. But mm-hmm. like, I feel like if you, if you're able to get Kevin Durant with Desmond Bain, salary filler and like a bunch of first round picks i would do it if i'm the grizzlies um if you can keep triple j and jaw in any trade for kevin durant i would go ahead and do it uh you've got a bunch of young players that can step up fill roles and john Morant and katie is a really fun duo to put together uh you you'd have katie and stephen adams back together if he wasn't involved in the trade which is fun uh i don't know man i just think yes i'm very sick of the katie rumors but mainly because that's been it's been the same stuff it's like KD wants out and then it's like KD went and reiterated that he still wants to be traded and we've heard like the Suns like like we saw examples say like the Suns are apparently th- like offering Mikhail Bridges who I like a lot but they're offering mm-hmm. him and like four first round picks for like Kevin Durant like it's not going to happen and then the Hawks offered like John Collins DeAndre Hunter and one first round pick for KD like I don't know I'm, I've I've reached the point where I don't even think he gets traded I think he just goes into at least training camp and Maybe he sits out, maybe he doesn't. But at this point, I think we're going to see it just going to training camp. I, I just don't see him getting traded. There's been literally nothing happening. So, Yeah, and there's a lot of people that are saying that, you know, if a trade doesn't materialize, you know, the sexy thing for players to do nowadays is to sit out and, you know, kind of wait for, you know, basically force the team's hand. But uh, it doesn't seem like that's something Kevin Rant would do because the dude just loves hooping too much. If he's healthy – and he's able to be out on the court, like he's probably going to go out there and, you know, play. And so it, it is interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, you know, you, you think about like the articles and, you know, Shams did say that they didn't want to include triple J. They didn't want to include Bane. They wanted to quote unquote, overwhelm them with a, I think they said a bevy of draft picks, which great, great word choice. Shams. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, but I, I kind of think that's posturing. I think that like when the rubber meets the road, like if it's if it's like hindering a deal getting done, I think Bain is you know will be on the table. I think that you know something like Bain, Zaire Williams, first and whatever salary filler you need for Kevin Durant, and you know I, I think that gets it done. I mean, if you know, like you said, if you compare Jaw, Triple J, and KD in the Western Conference, like in terms of big big three that complement each other, like you got it, man. Like, I mean, you got the, you know, the defense, um, with, you know, triple J, you got the just ridiculous scoring with KD, you got the rim pressure with jaw and, you know, the passing, you know, being able to being able to create for them all. Like it'd be great. It'd be great. It would be um, like a really weird, like version of our team, like in like the 2015 yeah. teams where you've got like the high rim pressure guard with jaw compared to Russ. Uh, you've got, You've got KD, of course, and then you've got yeah. Triple J as like the Abaca role, like the the shot blocker, like he can make shots from the outside. Hell, you've, you've even got Steven Adams. You know, maybe they could sign Andre Roberson, bring him oh, back. Man. Um, maybe Nick Collison's looking to come out of retirement. I don't know. Deion Waiters doesn't have a job. So uh, there you go. Cone, I think you got a video. If uh, if the Grizzlies <laughs> make the trade, and, you know, the, the Grizzlies are trying to recreate the Thunder game. So yeah. Are the Grizzlies trying to copy the Thunder? <laughs> yeah i mean as a thunder fan though like that would suck like as you're like as we're starting to like get our team into form like Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh there's jaw with kevin rant and yeah jerry jackson jr that's i'd I'd like to see him stay out east if possible yeah yeah that'd be great um 
kind of transitioning into uh, the big news over the weekend, if if there was news. Um, over the weekend, I think it was Friday night, uh, Jamal Crawford just started dropping bombs saying, Paolo Bencaro is going to be in the crossover league. Chet Holmgren is going to be in the crossover league. And then, uh, who he, I think he said Isaiah Thomas, and then he dropped the big bomb and it was LeBron James. And as the night went on, I think Jason Tatum, Aaron Gordon, Marjon Bochamp, um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Uh, Tari Eason. Tari Eason. God, I, I keep forgetting Tari. Man, that, that's rough. That's rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also Tari Eason. Like there was, there was a lot of people out there, like nine bodies, like nine NBA bodies. Like this was going to be like one of the best, like, I don't want to say like pickup game or even glorified pickup game, like competitive pickup game, like out there, like pro am game. Because, like, you know, every now and then, like, you saw Chet and Paolo together. You saw Trey and DeJounte and John Collins together. You saw LeBron and DeMar together. Um, but to have that many, like, NBA players, like, that level of NBA talent in one game, we knew it was going to be crazy. And, I, you know, I, I put this out there, Cone, and, you know, I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts, too. But I said that the whole, like, this weekend's crossover event, was like the NBA's equivalent of the fire fest because it, it was not like they were not properly prepared. Like as soon as you put out a tweet to, to the world that LeBron James is going to be coming to your gym, uh, a gym in a pro am league that famously like you don't charge admission for it's first come first serve. Heck, even if you charged admission for like there would still be a line wrapped around the building, like going through the entire city, trying people trying to get in and to have no security, to have no plan in terms of like, um, you know, distributing, you know, vouchers or tickets or something like that. Like it, it was just an absolute train wreck, like from the jump. <laughs> yeah, it did not go well, um, especially because like. Like, like, you know, Amar um, on the, from Thunder mm-hmm. Twitter showed up and he was there like really early and he didn't get to get in because apparently they let in like 20 people from the actual line, which the line like turned into just a mass of people because I forget what time he said, but eventually just everyone kind of like rushed towards the door mm-hmm. and it formed just like this big conglomerate of people. There was no line anymore, no sense of who got there when. So they let in like 20 people and then closed the door and told everyone else to leave. And so people were sitting out there for hours, like people that camped out and stuff like that. Um, and then they played, a, <laughs> they played a, a quarter and a half of the game. And then because of condensation, which caused Chet to get to twist his ankle. Um, thankfully he, I believe we haven't gotten any updates about it, but Mm-mm. I mean, he was able to, he was able to walk off pretty well. It seemed like, you know, if it was a real NBA game, like a high stakes one, he could have gone back in, but you know, he just kind of wanted to be safe with it. Cause you don't want to see a guy get majorly hurt, but like he, he just walked off. I think LeBron like slipped on a fadeaway. You could tell he was kind of slipping. Um, Marjan Bochamp, like at one point, I believe kind of like his legs kind of kicked out from under him. He fell and it looked like he might've gotten hurt. Like it was dudes were flying around out there. So I don't blame them for canceling it at that point when they were like, this is not safe for these mm-hmm. NBA guys. Um, but like, you got to do stuff to like prevent it. Like you can like get a different venue. Like if you know, LeBron James is coming or if you know, LeBron like wants to play like schedule it for like the next week where it's not like, okay, now we ha- like, if he hits you up like the night before he's like, yo, I want to come play in the league tomorrow. Then be like, okay, 
can we do this next week? Because like, yeah, like you said, it's LeBron James. Like the second LeBron was announced to be there, like you could have had Chet, Paolo, uh, like DeJounte, like all those guys and still tons of I people mentioned that DeJounte. Up. That's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> like all those guys. But when LeBron shows up, like it gets ridiculous. So mm-hmm. um, definitely like a big mistake on their part for not organizing it well. I appreciate what they're trying to do by bringing basketball to mm-hmm. the city, like letting people come watch it for free and everything like that. It would have been way worse if people had to pay for that and then it cu- got cut off so yeah. early. Um, so at least it was free. But even then, like I know there were a lot of people who were really upset at Jamal Crawford and like the whole situation because they went out there really excited to see everyone play. And, you know, even if they got in, which like nobody did, they were there for like a quarter and a half and then they just called the game. So, um, yeah, it was, I think the way you put it as NBA's version of Firefest is a very good way to put it. Cause that was, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like I saw check get hurt and I was like, damn, okay. I'll still like watch. Cause you know, there's still NBA guys. Like it'll still be fun. And then, all of a sudden, like, like I think he got hurt with like, like halfway through the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So like a quarter later, I'm like half watching it on my phone. And also I was doing a fantasy football draft on my computer <laughs> and I looked down and there's people walking on the court. I was like, Oh, it's halftime. Yeah. And then like, but on the scoreboard, it showed that there were six minutes left. And I heard the announcer say like, thank everyone for showing up today. Like we appreciate it. And it was just done. It was over. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. I couldn't, it was really, really a weird it's one of those things that I think is super interesting and like weird that like some d- like days down the line, we're going to be like, you remember that weird time when the crossover played a quarter and a half of basketball? <laughs> It'll go down to infamy. Yeah, no, man, like same thing. Like I had a couple of my buddies over because I was like, you know, like this, this doesn't happen. Like, you know, like I said, like this is one of the most like high profile pro am games ever. And like they're broadcasting it. Like they put this on NBA.com, like on the NBA app for free. Like you didn't even have to have a uh, league pass because it's supposed to be like that high profile. And, you know, for, for it to go as poorly as it did, the quarter and a half thing. And same thing, man. Like, you know, when you're, when you're watching the broadcast of it, a there's no scoreboard. You can't keep track of the score until like you can catch a glimpse of it in the corner. And there's no like play by play announcers or anything like that. So you don't know what's going on. You think, you know, it's just a dead ball. And then, like you said, all of a sudden you just see people walking on the court. And my buddy was like, is it halftime? I was like, there's no way it's halftime. And then the crossover logo just pops on the screen. I'm like, wait, are we done? (laughs) Like, was that really it? But no, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, yes, it was a train wreck, but it could have absolutely been worse, um, you know, in warm-ups. I mean, LeBron, like, his very first, like, as soon as he got out there, he dunked the ball, and somebody, like, had a camera in his face, and, like, LeBron, like, chirped at him. Like, he's like, dude, like, get back. Like, get out of my face. And, you know, thankfully, nothing happened, but... Um, to my knowledge, like based on what Amar told us, based on like pictures and videos we've seen, there was like, you know, n- obviously there was no like security there, like in the line or anything like that. But like, you know, I don't think there was like metal detectors getting into the building. Like LeBron's one of the most hated players in the NBA. Like something terrible could have happened. Like we've seen, and it's not crazy to think because we've seen it in the NBA, you know, where there's more like paid security, <laughs> like, people get in Russell Westbrook's face. People like try to push Russell Westbrook, like try to grab him on the court. Like it could have been really bad. So like Jamal Crawford kind of lucked out, but yeah, I I'm with you, man. Like I I saw somebody, uh, 
somebody suggests that they could have played it in Seattle's old arena. Like if, if you knew ahead of time, like you could have, like that would have been a great like gift to Seattle because, you know, obviously like, you know, they're already thinking that they're going to get a team whenever the expansion does come. And, you know, to have you know that display of basketball in the arena when, you know, start generating hype for that, um, you know, more hype than they already have. So yeah, I, I'm with you there. Um, kind of yeah. talking, uh, kind of talking about Chet. You know, you mentioned his injury a little bit. I gotta tell you, man, it, it did not take long for like just the Chet hate hive to come out of the woodwork after that. Ridiculous, man! It's ridiculous. Uh, they literally canceled the game a quarter later because they were fearing players getting hurt because it was so slippery. Mm-hmm. And like. Also, I want to say people, there was like, there was like some tweet from one of those NBA meme accounts or whatever, you know, the bad ones. Oh, um, that was like, it was like Thunder fans when Chet like um, tries to stop a LeBron fast break and then checks out and like gets hurt or whatever. And one, he stopped the fast break. Did he stopped it. He did not try to stop it. Chet played great defense, verticality. Look, I'm pretty sure LeBron like airballed the layup or he like hit off just off backboard, didn't even hit rim like trying to do some like crazy reverse because Chet locked it up, which is very impressive. I get LeBron's like 30, like eight, no, 37 years old at this point. Um, But like, it's, it's still LeBron James. Like the fact that he locked up that rebound is, or not rebound layup is incredible. And yeah, he came down and kind of tweaked his ankle, but it wasn't like LeBron like elbowed him and it broke a rib or something. It was like he landed on an ankle and tweaked it weird because of the floor was wet. So it was just, yeah, it was the Chet hate. Yeah, definitely came out immediately, um, which I thought was weird. But, you know, I guess that's what happens when you have a prospect with his confidence and, you know, being the second overall pick and stuff. I've already kind of come to terms with the fact that I think when we're good, I'm pretty sure we're going to be the villains. Yeah. Like, I don't think people are going to like the Thunder when we're good, which sucks because, you know, I feel like we were pretty likable with like, with like in the early days, you know, with like Russ, KD, hardened and then even later like mm-hmm. russ and katie i felt like for the most part like we were kind of liked because like everyone seemed to hate lebron james at that point um but i don't know man with like chet how people don't seem to like him that much like or at least like from the fans that i see on twitter and stuff i they don't seem to like him that much and um i think i think people like shay but i feel like people could look past that um you know, I know Giddy's gotten a lot of hate too from people recently. So yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like we're gonna. I feel like we're gonna end up being the villain team, which is gonna be a weird scenario to be in. But I feel like the Thunder are gonna be one of those teams that people don't like as much. Yeah, no. It's, I mean, it's definitely possible, man. I mean, you know, I uh, I tweeted out. I think it was sometime last week. You know, I was asking like, who's the player you're most excited for? And like, obviously, there was a lot of chats and. You know, I the thing that I said to all of them was like, yeah, Chet's going to draw a lot of eyes this year. And, you know, that's good and bad. Like, because there's going to be a lot of people that appreciate this seven footer that can do everything with the basketball that's like really skilled, high IQ, like super high ceiling. And there's also going to be people that hate him just because he's skinny and because he's confident and because like he's something that we haven't seen before. And, you know, when that injury happened, a lot of that hate came out, man. Like, it, like, I, Something that frustrates me the most on Twitter is when somebody quote tweets a reply, kind of like, oh, look what this dude said, like trying to make them look stupid. So like I I try not to do that. But somebody like 
somebody said something about it um, to one of my tweets about Chet getting hurt, um, saying like, you know, are you surprised? Like based on his body type, and like I just lost it. I'm like, he rolled his ankle, dude. Like it's the most common injury in basketball. Like. I rolled my ankle like once a month playing basketball. I rolled my ankle walking in a straight line sometimes. Now I'm, I'm probably getting too old for, you know, for that. But like it, it happens, dude, like as easy as it was for Chet to roll his ankle on that play, LeBron could have rolled his ankle in, in reverse. So like, you know, to say that because of, you know, him having this body type is the reason that he's hurt. And, oh, LeBron was just going 20%. Imagine if he's going 100%. Like miss me with that, man. Like, LeBron didn't overpower him. Like Cone was saying, like he stopped him. He succeeded in stopping him and not just him. Like, you know, shout out, uh, at Kells goaded on Twitter. KR, you know, I mean, he, I, he's pushing the agenda hard on Chet, but, um, Oh three when Chet was, you know, guarding whoever had the ball before he went out of the game and LeBron's one of them. So yeah, yeah we got to push the agenda hard on that. But, you know, I mean, Chet stopped the guy. It didn't have to do with the physicality. Chet's been training with Embiid. He's been scrimmaging with Embiid with Drew Hamlin. Like, guess what? He's not broken half. He's fine. Like, just stop with the narrative. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Um, you saying all this stuff about hurting your ankle in like weird ways reminded me. Um, the probably the worst, or no, probably the second worst I've ever rolled my ankle. Um, because for those of you that don't know on the pod, because I don't know how many times I've mentioned it here, a couple of times a while ago. Um, I have bad ankles, like. Mm-hmm. I haven't had an ankle. By the way, you were the one who recommended me that one. Was it you recommended me that one ankle the brace? Ankle lock? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. You, yeah. Tell your shoes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That helps. And then I got this ankle brace. It's like an ASO, like whatever. It has like 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 three straps and like laces that you tie and stuff. Like mm-hmm. God's gift to ankle support. That thing is crazy. Um, but ever since I got that, I haven't had ankle injury. Knock on wood. Hopefully it stays that way. Anyways, um, I was like on a string of getting ankle injuries and – I was playing um, just outside with my friends at one point and we had finished playing like we were done and we were just like mocking like 2K animations and stuff like that. Oh, so I I went behind the hoop to mock when you're a 2K player like shoots out of like like goes to shoot and they hit like the side or back of the backboard. Mm-hmm. And it was like where like the ground met like the concrete a little bit up and I just landed on that middle spot and oh, it's like the second worst ankle sprain I've ever had. It was awful. So um, yeah. Don't play around with ankle stuff. Um, yeah, you know, no. so I had something similar happen and like, I, I still haven't fully recovered. Like I can feel fine, but as soon as like somebody hits me with a step back and I'm putting my weight on my left foot, like I feel it because when I landed the way, like I jumped off my forklift whenever I was done with a stop. And when I landed, like here's the ground and my toes hit like that. And so like my foot bent that way. So the ankle, like, it hurts like right there. And, you know, usually it's on the side, like whenever you hurt your ankle, but like it's right there. So whenever somebody does a step back and I have all my weight going that way and I try to shoot forward to contest, I feel it every time. Yeah. I had um, probably the worst one I ever had was I was playing um, a few months ago and actually this is probably, yeah, actually, probably a few months ago at this point. Like, it wasn't actually that long ago. Um, but I was playing in, like, it was one of those moments where it's like, ah, oh, just one more game. And I was like, all right, cool. I was just, like, playing pickup with random guys at, like, mm-hmm. the gym at school. And 
um it was like just one more game and i was playing well so i'm like yeah sure why not and a guy like kind of undercut me a little bit while i was in the air and i think my foot fell i landed like straight sideways i'm surprised i didn't break my ankle on that um but i that and then i like fell backwards and like smacked my elbow on the ground too and even still now a little bit every now and again i'll like hit my elbow in a weird way and it's not even like a funny bone hit it just starts like tingling or hurting in a weird way man so that was that was that was so bad yeah. um I, I wasn't able to walk for like a week after that one all this to say for those of you out there with bad ankles wear ankle braces because absolutely that one that one time that was like the one time i hadn't worn it in or no i, I was wearing it in a while or wearing it at that point uh but it was like really beat up and stuff like that so get new ankle braces is the real motto <laughs> absolutely i probably need a new one because the one i have um i forgot my other one in the car and i was like crap i'm screwed but the guy i play with also has bad ankles i was like hey do you have any extra ones and he gave me one of his old ones probably need a new one but that one supported me better than the one that i have in my car so uh if you want to talk weird basketball injuries just just one more and then we'll move on or you can do another one too since i'm saying one but um i trapped this dude in the corner and like you know I'm all up in his face. Like I got my arms out and dude whips a pass with his right hand. And when he whips a pass with his right hand, his finger cuts right below my eye. His finger. Oh my now. God. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely terrible. His name's Kyle. And from like, from that point on, I called him KO because like, <laughs> like, uh, like I, I flopped like a sack of potatoes. Like I, I thought yeah. I was, yeah, I had a black eye. I couldn't see. It was terrible. <laughs> oh my god, man! Yeah, that's awful. Um, yeah, only other like weird one I can think of. Like I've had a couple weird ones. So like someone, I was like driving one time, and like a guy like his head hit mine, and I like bit my tongue, and mm-hmm. so I was dealing with that. Um, but uh, I, the first time I went and hooped after I got my wisdom teeth out, like in the last month or so, I got hit in the face twice in that hoop <laughs> session. Um, like once someone's like arm kind of hit my face and then once like a rebound just came down and someone like just shot their hand out to try and grab it but like punched it and it just went straight into my face standing like right next to him and i like went kind of down for a second and the guy's like yo are you good and someone else who i'd been playing with for a little bit was like he just got his wisdom teeth out man and he's like oh my god i'm so sorry i'm like you're good bro like it's an accident but it always feels like whenever you get an injury when you're hooping it's like the next time you go out there something happens that just like tries to re-injure that it just um, keeps going it's it like just keeps reaction. happening man <laughs> exactly all right man um as as many basketball injuries as we could talk about it in this podcast uh you know kind of want to move on from that to you know kind of a conversation topic that i have about chet and his injury you know um obviously ever since we drafted chet dudes wanted to hoop any chance he gets you know we saw him play probably more games in the summer league than the Thunder might've been comfortable with him playing. Uh, you know, same over the Josh Giddy. We've seen him in the J uh, what is it? Uh, Jordan Wally runs uh, with Josh Giddy. We've seen him in Drew Hamlin runs. Uh, I think he might've been in the, one of the Rico Hines runs. And also, you know, he was in the crossover one time before this past time when he got hurt. So like Chet's a Hooper, like he's a Hooper mentality. He's going to go hoop when he can. Uh, the question I have for you cone and like what your opinion is on this so you know we talked about kevin rant earlier and like you know his love of the game clause like he had that put in his contract because he just wanted to go hoop you know whenever he had the opportunity to play basketball he loves the game basketball he wanted to go hoop um 
do you, at, at what point does, I guess, I guess how I'm trying to say it is what, at what point do we need to try to start protecting our asset to be like, okay, like, you know, you rolled your ankle this time, like that happens, but it could have been worse. You've been putting a lot of strain, a lot of miles on your body already. Like let's maybe pull it back. Yeah. I mean, I think definitely like once an injury like that happens, I don't expect him to be, I think it's a little bit different. Like if you're like, if you're in one of those runs that like, you know, those recorded ones you see, like, um, like you were saying like the Rico Hines runs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, or like, like, like a Chris Brickley run where you see him in like that one gym where everyone looks like a, a beast. Yeah. Um, like, like you see runs like that, like those feel like very like, like there's not much competition in them. It's guys kind of just pulling threes and like shooting step back jumpers. Like when they start to attack the basket, like people kind of just get out of the way. Um, so I think like runs like that, like they're fine, like it's better. But I feel like in like a pro-am situation, like guys are a little more, it's a little more physical, especially when you play with non-NBA players, I feel like mm-hmm. in those situations or when there's a big crowd and like you're kind of feeding off the energy a little bit, you might go harder. Like we saw with like DeJounte Murray and Paolo, like the two of them kind of going at each other a little bit there. Um, I feel like those runs, like now that Chet's kind of gotten hurt in one, I don't expect to see him in any more of those. Um and then, uh, you know, maybe we see them in like more of like those like scrimmages or like workouts and stuff like that, that you see otherwise, because those are really just, to me, they're kind of just like drills almost at that point. Like, I don't think they're that big of a deal or anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say as like someone who's not an NBA player, so I don't have to worry about this as much, but like, uh, I'm someone who just loves to hoop. Like we were just talking about injuries, like. I really struggle when I like twist my ankle or something to go, like sit out for as long as I need to get healthy. Um, so I don't blame guys for wanting to try and go hoop. Like yeah. I'm a believer in like letting guys go play and stuff like that. But it definitely is a dilemma when, you know, like the Thunder use a second overall draft pick on a player in Chet who we want to make sure he's healthy for this upcoming season and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it definitely is a question. But like I said, I'm someone who, um, comparing myself to Kevin Durant here on a Thunder podcast, um, like, like kind of like him, I just like really love to play basketball. Like anytime someone asks me, you know, even if like I just hurt my ankle, like if I can walk, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'll try and give it a go. Um, so I don't blame them. I don't blame guys for going out and trying to do it. I know, I think it was LeBron or I think it was LeBron, uh, but he talked about how he sees these like pro-am runs as like really important because there are kids who their parents and like their families can't afford to go see them at like an NBA game. This is a chance for them to like see their heroes play in front of them. And so I completely get that too. I understand that aspect of it. And, you know, you can't really make a guy not go play like basketball. Like if it's, especially if it's just like a scrimmage, like it's very rare that you see guys get hurt in those pro-am games, unless the floor is wet as hell from condensation in Seattle, apparently, um, which was a freak accident. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard to like, you know, the balancing act because obviously, you know, the Thunder dealt with this with Kevin Durant to a certain extent. Like that's why he put the for love of the game uh, clause in his contract. I think it was around the time of the lockout um, or maybe it was like a result of after the lockout or maybe it was before the lockout. I don't know. The timeline's funny. I just remember that he that he put it in his contract uh, with the Thunder. But um, because, you know, Chet is a similar I don't want to say like he's going to be Kevin Durant, but like, you know, he was a number two pick in a draft. Like he has a similar build to Kevin Durant as well that, you know, you would like to monitor. And like somebody in another, you know, a similar vein, Alex Pokashevsky, 
you know, he wanted to go play and represent his country in the Olympics for Serbia, and the Thunder did not allow him to do that, according to Serbia anyways. So, yeah, you know, it, it just kind of makes you think, like, I don't know. Uh, you know it, it's just a question I have, like, just a thought, because, you know, obviously we want Chad to get better. And, like, if he's going in these runs with these guys – you know, when it's like I was saying, like multi, like, you know, NBA level talented people on the court, not just like, you know, a normal NBA game. Like, you know, you're playing with Shea and then a bunch of scrubs and then, you know, and, and whatnot. Like you're surrounded with NBA talent. Like you can only get better in those situations. So like you want that. But at the same time, like you got to protect your asset because something happens to Chet. It's not going to be good for anybody, but I digress. We can move on on that, but you know, kind of staying, you know, I guess transitioning from that, uh, even with Chet healthy, um, I think, what was the guy's name? I think it was Andy Bailey. Maybe let me see. Shouldn't be hard. It's all over my timeline. I just got to find it. Uh, shoot. I say that and I can't find it anywhere. I will find it. This is great podcasting. I believe in you. You're doing a really good job. For those of those of you listening on audio platforms, Dylan's doing a really good job. <laughs> yeah, it was Andy Bailey. I was right. Bet there you go. Bet. See, I told I told them you were doing a great job. You had it the whole time. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thanks, sir. Yeah, Andy Bailey, I believe, report um, put out his uh, projected record for the end of the season, uh, and for the Oklahoma City Thunder, his projected record was eighteen and sixty-four. Now, Cone, uh, you know, before I kind of kick it to you. I will say our over-under right now is at 24 and a half. Uh, me and Alex kind of went game by game in our last podcast um, and kind of predicting, not not game by game, month by month, you know, predicting how many wins in each month. And the number that we came to, Alex had 27, I had 32. I didn't even realize I was that optimistic about it. Um, you know, wh- where do you lean on that? Like, what what are you expecting this team to win if if you had to ballpark it? So the, the over-under is at 24 and a half, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, we won, was it 24 games this past season that we won? I believe so, yes. Okay, God, 24 and 58 is crazy. <laughs> um, I, I don't see us losing more games than we did last year. Like, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Like Shea struggled to start the year. I don't think that'll happen. I think he won't be as rusty. You know, he's had a full off season. He's not coming off of an injury. I think he'll be better. I think Giddy will be better. I think Dort will be better. Chet is an immediate upgrade from anyone we had at the center position this past year. He's going to be a better def- – like he's going to immediately give us a defensive impact. I don't see any way we're that bad. Or like in terms of him predicting that we win 18 games, I don't see any way unless Chet gets hurt, Shea gets hurt, hell, maybe even like Giddy gets hurt or Dort gets hurt. Like I don't see it happening, especially when you consider the fact that you know, the Spurs are in the Western Conference. I think they, they're they a team that I think could win, like, that number of games. Mm-hmm. And they don't have, like, an all-star in, like, Shea just alexander or an all-star caliber player in Shea, who should have made an all-star game by this point. But anyways, yes. um, like, their best player at this point is, like, it's Keldon Johnson, who's really solid. And then they've got, like, Devin Vassell. Like, they've got Josh Primo. Like, like they've got a couple of guys, like Jeremy so- Sohan, um, they've got some dudes on the roster, but I think they are a team that could win like 15, 16 to 18 games. I think they're going to be really, really bad. There's no way the Thunder are on this, that same tier. 
when you have all the players that we do, especially like, you know, Trey Mann's going to get better. Darius Baisley, we'll see. Hopefully he plays up in a, like a contract year. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, like guys are going to improve. We've got Shea. We're adding one of the best defensive prospects in this past draft to a team that was already pretty solid defensively for a lot of the season. I think we win around like 30-ish games. That's where I kind of have us projected. Mm-hmm. Um, because in addition to us getting better, other teams in the West did get better. Uh, but they didn't get better to the point where we're going to lose six more games than we did last year. Where Shea missed time um, like right before the All-Star break. And then after the All-Star break, he played 10 games and then got hurt and had to sit out. Like Lou Dort missed time. Giddy missed time. For the last like, f- like 10, 15 games of the season, we were playing with like 10-day guys for a, like a major portion of that too. So I, I for me, I, I think we'll be better than the Spurs. I think we'll be better than the Rockets. I anticipate Donovan Mitchell will be traded at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if he's not, I think we'll be right around the same level as the Jazz. And if he gets traded, we will absolutely be better than the Utah Jazz. So that's at least three teams I think will be better than. I have us right around like the 12 spot in the Western Conference. I think that's where we'll end up um, behind like Portland and Sacramento and whoever else is kind of in that play in range. So um, I don't see any, if we won 18 games, like that would be an incredible disappointment. I think. Oh, it'd be, it'd be a phenomenal taint job for Wimsy. It would be, yeah, we would have to activate full on like, we would have to go tank levels of, do you remember last season, that game where the Pacers um, like completely threw the game away at the end? I, I think they, I think they were winning and they fouled like intentionally oh, yeah, fouled, yeah. like forgetting the score. And they ended up losing that game. Like it would have to be that level. Like the level that the magic went to when I forget who they were playing. I think it was the Pistons. They were like winning in the first half and they just benched all their starters for the second half. Like no one played, like it would have to be that levels of tanking mm-hmm. on a, most nights to end up like that. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what we need to do. We need to take the Detroit model this year, and we need to, like, if if it gets to the point where we're going to pull the plug, just play our guys, like, the first quarter and then pull them. And then be like, well, hey, like, you know, we're, we're not resting our guys. Like, they're playing. Because <laughs> that, yeah. that was the Pistons' argument the whole time. It was like, oh, I mean, Cade, Bay, and Stewart, they're out there, man. They're out yeah. there pull a uh, an NFL preseason with our guys in the in the regular season. Yes, absolutely. But no, nah, I mean I'm with you man. Like I said, I said uh you know when we went through it all, I I had us at 32 wins. So I I feel pretty confident about that. Like if we stay healthy, like I feel pretty confident about us being able to hit that number. Um like I said, I mean if it was 18, like it's because at like two months left in the season, Presty just pulls the plug and it's like Victor Wembanyama's the future. We have to go get him. And you know, if that's the case, hope hopefully the lottery gods are looking down upon us once again because oh my god, yeah. If we if we pulled the plug, the whole season won like eighteen games and we didn't get the first overall. If we didn't get like a top two pick, I would be completely in shambles. Yeah, it's it'd be tough, man. And you know, kind of. You know, not really switching gears, just, you know, looking at it from a different perspective. Like, say we were to win 32 games and, you know, we've got like the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh draft pick, something like that. Like, you know, obviously you're missing Victor Wimanyama, so like that sucks. But, like, as you dive into this draft class, there's a lot of good players. Like, you know, obviously Victor yeah. Wimanyama, Scoot Henderson, the Thompson Twins are dogs, uh, freaking mm-hmm. Cam Whitmore. Um, 
I mean, there's like the list just goes on and on. Like I, I haven't like fully dove into the draft yet because we haven't had the no seamless guys on, you know, in the pre-draft process or anything like that. But like just kind of at the top already, like super excited for this draft. So, I mean, if we're able to add just anybody in that lottery range, I think it helps our team a lot, but yeah, absolute man. Well, Hey, uh, at that point, I don't know why I said that. Uh, we're we're going to transition to uh, our, our last question here. So for those of you guys that don't know, me and Alex, who's also a co-host on this show, has a new podcast out called The Topic Fandom Podcast, where we talk about all things fandom. I, I said all things fandom. I hate myself. All things fandom. You, um, I mean, I, I, I kind of thought maybe something was off there, but at the same time, I was going to let it go, and I wasn't even sure on it. So you played it off well. I, I got to call myself out. I got to hold myself accountable, but. Uh, last week we uh, we did a episode recap of She-Hulk, which by the way, Conan, I know you like Marvel. How how do you like She-Hulk episode one? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I was a fan of it. Interested to see the things that they're setting up. Uh, the fourth wall breaking and stuff is cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Very different for a Marvel thing, um, kind of Deadpool esque, which I like a lot. So I'm excited to see how it goes. Um, not at all what I was expecting from the first episode. It mm-hmm. was like I don't know. I don't really. I guess I'm typically used to Marvel's typical like way of origins um very different but i thought it was really fun so yep absolutely man i mean it, it was a blast like I, I really enjoyed the show uh i like what we got from all the characters but you know i'm not gonna get too much into it but yeah we, we covered the she hulk episode we covered the house of the dragon episode uh Conan, are you into like game of thrones house of dragons i am not no but i saw a lot of people talking about it so i might have to i might like get you I, man it's tough because actually one of my friends and i were talking about this the other day because him and I were talking and we were, we're both like big uh, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul guys, like um, watched like all the way through up until mm-hmm. the finale um, this past week. And we were talking about like what we're going to watch next. And he's like, oh, I might like watch that uh, new show, House of Dragons. Is that mm-hmm. what it's called? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's like, oh, maybe, like, maybe I'd watch that. But the problem is like I haven't watched Game of Thrones. And I was like, me neither. And we're, we've talked about this before where we're both like, we feel like we should watch it, but we know the ending sucks. So like is it worth it to watch that whole thing when you know that the ending coming up isn't going to be good? And yeah. it's, I don't know, man. Um, do you think it's a show I could watch? At least for, I, I know there's only been one episode. Um, do you think it's something I could watch and kind of appreciate without having seen it? Or mm, it's hard to say because, you know, I, I can't come to it from that perspective, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that connect it to game of Thrones, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, I mean, this happens before game of Thrones. So I feel okay. like you could watch it before game of Thrones, but as far as like, if I say game of Thrones one more time, as far as uh, GOT, um, you know, saying the ending sucks. Like I know that's like popular opinion. And I find that the people that watched it live, like, you know, like waited, you know, a year in between seasons, wait a week after week for the episode release. I feel like they feel that way more so than the people that just like binge watched it. Like when I binged it, like I, I thought it was fine. Like I, I didn't mm-hmm. see the uproar. Like did, did I like some of the choices they made? No, but did I understand them? Yeah, I, I understood them. So, I mean, you know, you know, who knows, man, maybe you watch it and you end up liking it. All right. Maybe I'll check it out then. Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, words escape me, man. I was about to say I advise you, but that sounded too bossy. I was about to say I implore you. That sounded too fancy. So just do it, man. Just do it. 
power through the first season. The first season's kind of boring, but (laughs) okay, I got you. All right. Anyways, after that huge long discussion, uh, definitely follow us on at topic underscore fandom and topic fandom podcast. Anybody listen to your podcast? Um, But Sublime Fifty Illus One, everybody knows Sub, love Sub. Uh, He's a faithful listener to this show. He submitted a question to the Topic Fandom Podcast that actually kind of relates to the Thunder Podcast. So I'm going to ask you to get your opinion on this. We answered it on Top Fandom. I want to hear your opinion. Longest setup for a question ever, by the way. Just saying. Um, so in the House of the Dragon show, the people joust in it. And he asked, if you were to pick a current Thunder player to go into a joust, who would it be? And why? I've got a name immediately. Jalen Williams. Santa, if you will. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he did it. Can we clip that? Can we put it on Twitter? <laughs> I, did, I did it for you. I got you. Um, Appreciate it. J- yeah. J-Dub, absolutely. Because my first thought was like, okay, you know, we got to go with someone like, like wingspan wise. And we've got like, you know, we've got Chet, you've got Poku that come to mind immediately. So, you know, I put that, I thought about that. But, you know, they like they get hit once, you know, they might fall off. I feel like J-Dub is a good mix of like, he's not too like thin framed. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's got kind of like, he's sturdier. Like, he's got that crazy like 7-2 wingspan that I think could work really well for Jousting. Because, you know, you got to be able to get your arms out there. But also like, I don't know. I just feel like he'd also, feels like he's got that dog in him where he'd hang in there. Like, like take, take a hit to the chest if he's got to, you know, hang out, like stay on the horse jousting terms whatever um i feel like he i feel like he's the best choice at least right off the bat he's the guy that comes to mind um yeah i mean if you really wanted to you could probably go with chet or poku for the in terms of the pure like length advantage to really try and hit the other guy first but i think j-dub like he kind of combines those aspects the best yeah i i I respect the jalen williams answer i i didn't pick him, but he was somebody that I considered. The guy that I went with is Dort, and I, I just abandoned the wingspan completely. And I just want a guy that's like sturdy, strong, but also fearless. Because when that lance is coming at your face, you, I mean, you, you got to be ready for it. So, yeah, I, I got Lou Dort. I think that he's going to knock somebody over. Uh, we actually had a conversation in the um, in the show. One of the characters, whenever they're going to joust. He puts his lance down to trip the horse and make the horse like front flip, like just just like a really dirty move. And Alex was like, now, if we was going to go with a pass player, I'd love to see Russell Westbrook and Lou Dort joust. And I was like, Russell Westbrook would absolutely trip Lou Dort's horse to win his <laughs> joust. But he, he does 110%, man, 110%. <laughs> It'd be hilarious though. Um, Yeah. And then he asked, you know, who would we not want? And, you know, it's funny you brought up brought them up as a backup. I absolutely would not want Alexa Pokashevsky in this joust. I think, you know, you talk about, like, Chet breaking in half going against Joel Embiid. Like, this is Poku breaking in half in this joust. Yeah. Well, we were talking about earlier, like, guys hooping and stuff, you know, staying healthy. I don't think guys should be jousting, <laughs> like, offseason. That probably doesn't, probably doesn't bode well for them. Absolutely. It, it doesn't fall into the Thunder's offseason plan, so... All right, man. Well, hey, I'm not going to keep you in longer. I, I think we we covered all the topics we needed to talk about. And, you know, we're supposed to have a couple other people on here, but, you know, things happen. Um, 
next or I almost said next week. Next podcast, man, I gotta go to sleep. Next podcast, <laughs> we're gonna be having a couple members of Thunder Twitter joining us for a Thunder Twitter edition of Family Feud. Last time we had Thunder Twitter edition Family Feud, Comb was on Thunder Twitter side and he took home the dub. He's still undefeated in Family Feud, so that's crazy, man. One of these times I'm gonna lose. Well, hey, I, I I would love to see you, uh, you know, go against the Thunder Twitter uh, this week. Who, uh, who are we having on? It's uh, so spilling it on YouTube. <laughs> okay, or, or, or we can keep it on the download. Actually, you know what, guys? Find out next week <laughs> or next podcast. You know? No, it's fine. I'll go. I'll go ahead and tell you. Um, we're having a uh, Yosef at Thunder Film Room, mm-hmm. and then we're having uh the new claim to fame, like just the meteoric rise of Thunder Focus also mm-hmm. on the podcast. Oh, so, gotcha. Dope. Yeah. Um, might be working on somebody else because they were supposed to have somebody, but for unforeseen circumstances, they had to reschedule. We, we won't get into that, but yeah. So, I mean, hey, uh, I think uh, Jerry's on for Thursday. So if you want to come on for Thursday, defend your, try to go three and oh. Me and Jerry, man. I, I might have to be there. We'll see. Tune in next episode to see if me and Jerry get to reunite um, and try and take on Thunder Twitter. Because Jerry and I have never lost a game together on the same team, I don't think. I mean, it sounds about right. You guys got the got the whole twin telepathy mindset thing. You guys are I think always we've also only played page. like two games together, but regardless. Yeah. Well, hey, still counts. Yep. Never lost. Like like friggin' Akon said in uh, in the Lonely Island song still counts so there you go there you go man but hey i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go here guys uh listeners thank you guys for your support continued support and the doldrums of the offseason we're getting closer i think uh, Jalen williams said in an interview that training camp starts september 5th so that's like two weeks away that's it's really exciting um and then you know we'll have some great content coming for you coming your way once that happens but on behalf of myself on behalf of cone um actually uh, be sure to follow Cone on Twitter. I'm sure you already are. Subscribe to him on YouTube. I'm sure you already are. And follow this man on TikTok. Yes, he hasn't I posted got, in a while, so he's got to get on there. It, it has been a few days. I'm going to make one right after this just for you. All right. I appreciate it. You better tag me in it too. So. I will. All right. Yeah. Follow this man on TikTok at 3Cone, no underscore. So, uh, yeah, support Cone and everything he does. But uh, with that being said, you guys have a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, Thunder up. Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.